If God is able, we are able. Welcome to the One Cause Church podcast with Pastor Eric Holler. Good morning, my family. Hallelujah. It's good to see all you here today. Take your Bibles and turn to 2 Kings, 2 Kings chapter 7. Today I want to talk to you about a new beginning. A new beginning. I like new beginnings. And our God is the God of new beginnings. I, you know, the Scripture teaches us that if we're in Christ, we're a new creation. And that is an, that's, a, that's an ongoing experience. Uh, the Scripture also says that though our outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. Day by day, new things are happening in the Spirit. And so I want to encourage some of you here today. You might be here today just thinking, man, I just need a fresh start. I need a new beginning. I think that's one of the reasons why we come to church. You know, to come here and get, get God's perspective on things and realize that he, He's on our side no matter what kind of week we've had. It's just good to come to the house of God and ah, just get a, a refreshing new start, a, a fresh perspective on our life uh, from the truth of the Word of God helps us to be able to, to get the energy back into our, our bodies and our minds and our spirits to go again. And, and that God designed even us, even in creation, uh, to see beginnings, to see new beginnings. The sun sets, but the sun rises for a new day every day. And I, I love that, so that we always remember that God is in the new start, a fresh start, a new beginning. And maybe you're here today, and you're worn out, you're tired, you're fed up, you're disgusted, you're disappointed. I don't know what, what kind of things you're going through, but I, I, I want to encourage you today. You came to, to the right place to hear that God is on your side and that he has a new beginning for you, all right? And that old things are passed away. He's not stuck in your past. Uh, he's here to give you a future and a hope. We all need hope. When I discipline my children, and I do, and I use a paddle to do it, and after we are through with that episode, I make sure to reaffirm my love for them and to, 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 to remind them of who they are. But one of, the, one of the rules in my house is that you don't leave this place angry. You don't leave this place still thinking about what you did or thinking about what happened. When you walk out of this room, it's a new start. All this stuff is left right here because we all need that in our lives. We all need to... We, that's why we have this great reality. The Scripture says, come boldly before the throne of grace. There's a place for you, a place of a new beginning called the throne of grace, that you may obtain mercy, which are brand new every day, the Scripture says, and find grace to help in time of need. Yeah. Amen? We're going to look at an interesting story here in 2 Kings chapter 7 and glean some truths from it that will help you uh, in a new beginning today. Today, just determine today is a fresh start for you. All right? No matter what's, what's happened, no matter what's happened, today, determine that you're going to have a new beginning today. Things are changing today. Amen? 2 Kings 7, let's read verse 3. Now there were four leprous men at the entrance of the gate, and they said to one another, Why are we sitting here until we die? If we say we will enter the city... The famine is in the city, and we shall die there. And if we sit here, we die also. Now, therefore, come, let us surrender to the army of the Syrians. If they keep us alive, we shall live. And if they kill us, 
we shall only die. And they rose at twilight to go to the camp of the Syrians. And when they had come to the outskirts of the Syrian camp, to their surprise, no one was there. For the Lord had caused the army of the Syrians to hear the noise of chariots and the noise of horses, the noise of a great army. So they said to one another, look, the king of Israel has hired against us the kings of the Hittites and the kings of the Egyptians to attack us. Therefore they arose and fled at twilight and left the camp intact, their tents, their horses, and their donkeys, and they fled for their lives. Wow. Some keys that we're going to pull from these verses, these few verses today, some truths that will help us in a new beginning is, number one, doing nothing changes nothing. Number two, explore your options. Number three, take action. And number four, God will magnify your efforts. Father, thank you for your word. It is alive and well in the earth today. And we are here to receive from you to hear what God is saying to us today. We open up our hearts as the soil, as rich soil, to receive the seed of your word so that it will take root in our lives and we will enjoy its growth, its increase, and its harvest. Father, I thank you for the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Christ now to be upon your people. Although we know that your word makes us better. Thank you for a new beginning today. In Jesus' name, amen. Verse 3, now there were four leprous men at the entrance of the gate. These lepers were at the entrance of this gate because it was as close to civilization as, as they could come uh, because of their disease. They were outcast from the city, and in that city were their families, their friends, their livelihood, jobs, the temple, the place to worship God, and yet they were extracted or excommunicated from that life that they once knew because of the disease. Now, leprosy in the Scripture and under the law had, had many levels to it. It could be as simple as somebody having a ringworm, and that could be cured in a few days, and then they could go back to the priest and be deemed clean and come back into society, all the way down to the debilitating leprosy where it attacks your nervous system and your body literally begins to fall apart. We don't know what kind of condition these men were in. We do know this, that they were outside of the city, and we do know that outside of the city is where you just learn to survive. You're cut off from the resources and the supply, so they just have to try to do their best and, and, and live off maybe handouts from other people or band together and just survive. It's a really sad lifestyle. And under the law... The, 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 the terms were, if you do good, you get good. If you do bad, you get bad, right? So part of, part of doing bad was attached to it, if you read over in Deuteronomy, that there were diseases and sicknesses that were attached to sin. And so there's a very good chance that these men were in this condition because of a sin that they had committed. I want to say to you today, thank God for Jesus for us, huh? huh? That Jesus bore the brunt, the punishment, the consequence of our sin. Not just the sin, but the consequence of the sin. That is, he died. That was the consequence. Sin brings death. And Jesus became sin, therefore he died. So that you would no longer die. You would be free from the power of that sin. Amen? So, but these guys didn't have your reality. It was bad. 
And so not only were they, were they having to fight this disease, but also the scorn of everyone else looking down on them saying, well, yeah, you got that because you deserved it. Now, we all, we all know that a lot of things that we face in life happen through poor choices, right? And we've grown up enough to admit to that. <laughs> but it's not any fun when you have others telling you that's what happened, right? It's no fun having somebody tell you, I told you so, or, well, thanks. That's very encouraging. You see mom and dads do it to their kids. Don't touch the hot stove. Don't touch... They touch it and they burn. I told you so, right? I'm, I'm glad God's not like that. The scripture says that he, God gives wisdom liberally to those who ask and does not rebuke you for it. That is, he doesn't say, well, it's about time you come to me, dummy. I told you so. No, he just gives you wisdom. You come and ask him, he's not going to rebuke you. He's going to give you wisdom. Isn't that, isn't, that, isn't that wonderful? See, God is so much better than us. His ways are higher. His thoughts are higher. So they were not allowed to mingle with the people according to the law of Moses. I want to read just a couple of verses from Leviticus 13 so you can understand what these guys were facing. Verse 45 says, Now the leper on whom the sore is, his clothes shall be torn and his head bare, and he shall cover his mustache and cry, unclean, unclean. That is, if anyone came within, I think, 50 feet or so of a leper, he had to cover his mouth and yell, unclean, unclean, so that they knew not to come within the vicinity of him, because if they did, then they would then be deemed unclean, and they would have to go through the process of being uh, declared clean by the priest. This is why it was such a a, uh, a radical move by, you see, the leper in Mark chapter 1 who runs to Jesus. The scripture says he ran to him and he knelt down before him and he says, if you are willing, you can make me cleansed. If you are willing, you can make me clean is what he said. You can make me clean. And Jesus said, I am willing. And Jesus reached out and touched him, the scripture says. Touch the leper. Now the law says that Jesus is unclean, but the higher law the one who actually made the law trumps the law. He didn't become like the leper. No. The leper became like him. Clean. He says, I am willing to be cleansed. Now, that's an interesting story in and of itself because the leper didn't say, if you can or if you are willing, you can heal me. That would have been, that would have been good, but he said, you can make me clean. And what the leper was saying is, I see on you that you are a priest. Because only the priest can deem someone is clean. And once they are deemed clean, then they, not only, then they can come back to their life. They can get back to their house. They can get back to the job and back into society as they know it. And so Jesus said, I am willing. I am willing. But he told him, but you need to go to the, to the priest and go through that process anyway. And the man received his healing that day because by faith in God, by faith, and he saw who Jesus was and said, I want what you can give me. These lepers here are on the outside. And, and not only are they on the outside, but they're on the outside during a really bad time. There's a famine in the land. Now listen to this. They are, uh, the latter part of verse 3, it says, And they said to one another, Why are we sitting here till we die? Say this with me. Doing nothing changes nothing. All right? Why are we sitting here till we die? So apparently, not only are they dealing with the disease and, and the, 
the scorn of the people, but they're also starving themselves. Because, like I said, there's a famine in the land. What, what happened was the Syrian army encamped itself against Israel and basically barricaded them within their own city. And because of the famine, their crops had failed. And so now the people are desperate for some supplies for food. But they know if they leave there, the Syrians are going to kill them. So they're trapped in their own city. And, and so they, uh, it, it got so bad. It got so bad. You can read earlier in the couple of chapters before this that, that it got so bad that some of the people were boiling their own babies to eat to survive. That's desperate. And so if it's that bad in the city, can you imagine what it's like in the leper's colony? Their diseased bodies, as if that's not difficult enough, let alone now they are starving. I'm really glad you came here today. Because you might, you might be in a place today where you know things cannot continue to go how they are going. You know something has to change. Something's got to change in your relationship. Something's got to change in your marriage. Something has to change in your finances. Something's got to change in your body. Something has to give. And the things that rob us continually are, are the, the idea of well, this is, this is it. This is my lot in life. This is as good as it gets. And let me tell you something, Christian. You are not allowed to think like that. You're not allowed the option to be satisfied with how things are. Because you serve a God, you live for a God who loves you, who is the God of more than enough. Pastor Brand was talking about it much more. There is much more. There is much more. There is a way. There is victory. Amen. Passivity, laziness, lethargy, they're all dream killers. They're all barriers to change. Why are we sitting here until we die? Why? Why are we sitting here until we die? This young man who was sitting in his... Laid across his couch in his living room, teenage boy watching HGTV. How many teenage boys do you know watch HGTV? Some of you don't even know what that is. His dad walks through the living room, sees him, looks up at the TV, what he's watching. He's like, what the heck? So he goes on through to the garage and is messing around out there. And about an hour later, comes back through the living room. There his boy is, 17-year-old football player. Is laying on the couch watching HGTV. He said, boy, what in the world are you doing watching HGTV? He said, Dad, I couldn't find the remote. <laughs> just, just lay there and take things how they come. Huh? Just sit there and die in your situation. Something's got to change. Something's got to give. And closing your eyes to the situation won't make it go away. I had a niece that used to do that. He used to walk up to her and hi. She was a little bitty and she'd close her eyes because she thought if she closed her eyes, Uncle Eric would be gone. As long as her eyes were closed, I wasn't in the room. Verse 4, if we say we will enter the city, listen to this, if we say we'll enter the city, the famine is in the city and we will die there. And if we sit here, we'll die also. Now, therefore, come, let us surrender to the army of the Syrians. And if they keep us alive, we shall live. 
And if they kill us, we shall only die. What? What a beauty common sense is, huh? What a beautiful thing. I want to say this. Explore your options. Say that. Explore your options. So here they, they, start, they start looking at their situation, and they begin to think, okay, we go in there, we die, we stay here, we die. If we go to the army of the Syrians, we might die. For sure we die here, for sure we die there, but we might die there, which means we might live. Amen. The Scripture says, look at Philippians chapter 4, verse 8 for just a moment. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, Whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate or think on these things. Explore your options. Listen to me. As a child of God, your options are really good because your God is good. And he's in your life, and he's for you. And the scripture tells us in Hebrews chapter 9, verse 11, that now Christ has become our high priest of the good things to come. So if your situation isn't good, hold on. Hey, listen, explore your options. Start looking for, wait, 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 wait. There's good to be had, and I'm going to go where the good is. I am going to get the good because that's what God has for me. All right? That's why you've got to, you've got to explore your... Listen, and, and it takes an honest assessment a lot of times of where you are. You know, if I keep spending money this way, my debt's not going to get any smaller. If me and my spouse keep talking to each other this way, this marriage is not going to get better. Huh? If I keep eating like this, I remember the day I woke up to that. I woke up to it when I saw myself on a video years ago. I got in this habit of eating these little, um, what were those things? Pecan pies. Y'all know those pecan pies that, that come in the little foil pan, you know? And I was a, an assistant at a Christian school out in San Angelo, and they always had those pecan pies. And so, I don't know, every 10, 15 minutes I'd go by and get one. And, uh, and I believe it's break time. I'm going to go get me a little pecan pie. And, uh, and then I, I, I remember when I, would, when I would bend over to tie my shoes, like, man, I would hurt. And I was like, what is the deal? What's going on here? And, of course, my wife's telling me all along the way, stop eating what you're eating. That can't be it. I think I just got a slow metabolism or something. Maybe I'm big boned. I don't. <laughs> and then my band and I recorded uh, some music down in Austin, Texas, and a friend of ours was videotaping us recording. So one night we sat down and we, we pop in the, back then we had those VHS tapes, you know, pre-DVD, popped in the VHS tape and, I am shocked at my appearance on this. Now, they say, you know, TV adds 10 pounds or so. No, there wasn't no 10 pounds. <laughs> and, 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 and almost just to mock me, I happened to be wearing a Fat Albert T-shirt <laughs> in this video. And I'm playing the guitar. I'm not kidding. I'm, Heather will test this. I'm playing the guitar, and it's out like this. <laughs> I was like, is that what I look like? Do I really look like that? She said, yes. 
I had to do something. I'm why I had to quit eating those pies, unfortunately. These guys, how is it that they see that silver lining in their situation? Now, we, you and I, we've got problems, right? We've got stuff that we've got to deal with. Jesus said in the world you have trouble. Anybody still in the world? All right, you, you got trouble. All right, be of good cheer. I've already overcome the world. But they, these guys have some serious trouble. I mean, if these lepers go to sleep at night, sometimes they wake up and have fingers gone. Because in the night, because they can't feel anything, because that's what it attacks the nervous system, especially, and it starts there in the fingers and the toes. In the night, some rats come along and chewed off their hand, and they didn't even know it. Woke up without a hand. Now that's a problem. I, I, I don't have problems like that, thank God. But somehow they determined that there's good somewhere. You know what? If we go there, if we go there, but if we go there, there's an opportunity. There's a chance. See, you have the advantage in this world as the child of God because God is on your side. So that means you can continue to look for what is good. Hmm, interesting. Let's look at verse 5. And they arose at twilight to go to the camp of the Syrians. And when they had come to the outskirts of the Syrian camp, to their surprise, no one was there. Interesting. So what did these guys do? They got up and they started moving. This tells us that we need to take action. All right? Not doing nothing produces nothing. And that you need to explore your options, but not just think about those things, but then begin to take steps. The Scripture says that we walk by faith. We don't think by faith. We don't wait around by faith. We walk by faith. All right? Uh, I had this guitar student some time ago, and uh, she, uh, uh, we uh, met for our lesson, and, and so I'm just showing her some things in the guitar, and she says, wow, you're really good. She goes, I'll never be that good. And inside I thought, you're right. You never will be this good. I didn't say that to her, though. I was just being honest with myself. <laughs> no, you will not. No. And I said, well, sweetheart, you know, it just takes time. She goes, no, no, no. No, I know I can't do that. I said, how do you know? This is your first guitar lesson. The very first guitar lesson I had. She immediately said, there's no way I can do that. I said, well, let's just start right here. Put your little fingers up there on the fretboard, and I taught her how to form a chord. I said, there's the first step right there. You just start here. I didn't just show up one day and was a master musician. I had to start right where you are, and I learned he's got the whole, and this guy learned with me, world in his hand, he's got the whole, well, there's two chords, in his hand, he's got the whole world. In his hand, he's got the whole world in his hand. And that was, that was the first song. Hey, there's a letter that went out. It said, Dear Optimist, Pessimist, and Idealist, while you were discussing the glass of water, I drank it. Sincerely, Opportunist. <laughs> Take the step. Take the step. This man was hanging on the edge of a cliff. He had slipped off the edge of a cliff and, and, and fortunately found a tree branch to hold on to before he fell to his certain death. And as he's hanging there, on that, hanging there for his life, he says, Is anybody up there? Help! Is anybody up there? And finally this voice comes booming down to him. Yes, I'm here. Who are you? Can you help me? He says, Yes, I can help you. This is God. God? Yes. I can help you. Okay, what do I do? Let go. 
Is there anybody else up there? You know, when God shows you in his scripture, in his word, these steps to take, or you feel the spirit of God telling you, uh, that's the time. That's the moment to take the step. Listen to me. You can be sure. See, the scripture is our guide to life. All right? You can trust the word of God above everything else. Just because you don't see it doesn't mean that you shouldn't take the step. Just because you don't know it doesn't mean that you should not take the step. Take the step. How? Not by senses, not by senses but by faith. Faith is outside the sense realm. It is the assurance. It's the title deed. It's the substance of things hoped for. It's the evidence of things not seen. Take the action. Take, start that business if that's what you need to do. Get it started. Take that step. And believe that God is with you in it. Know that he's with you. Are you with me? <laughs> How many of you know you, it's really difficult to steer a parked car? Verse 6, for the Lord had caused, the Lord had, everybody say the Lord. The Lord had caused the army of the Syrians to hear the noise. Check this out. This, this just rocks. The Lord had caused the Syrians to hear the noise of chariots and the noise of horses, the noise of a great army. These lepers start walking. I doubt that's stirring up too much noise. These lepers start walking in twilight, at twilight, toward the Syrian camp. The Syrians hear chariots, horses, and a great army. What does this help us understand today? That God will magnify our efforts. God will get in on that thing with you. You walk by faith, God's right there with you. And to the enemy, it's a scary sound. It makes the kingdom of darkness shake under the power of your faith in God. Your steps of faith sound like a mighty army to the devil. Listen to me. They heard chariots. They heard horses. They heard the noise of a So they said to one another, look, the king of Israel is hired against us, the king of the Hittites, and the king of the Egyptians to attack us. Look at verse, next verse, 7. So therefore they arose and fled at twilight. Just as soon as those lepers started walking, they heard an army thundering down on them. Do you understand? Faith. There, there is the only risk. The only thing that's risky is not walking by faith. That's the only. You're really risking everything if you don't walk by faith. You become prey to the devil when you don't walk by faith. You lay down and die when you don't walk by faith. Walking by faith is how you reap the rewards of this rewarder of those who diligently seek him. It's how you, you grab a hold. It's how you obtain the promises of God. Go to uh, Hebrews chapter 11. I'll finish with this. Hebrews chapter 11. Look at this. Verse, uh, let's just go to verse 30. By faith, the walls of Jericho fell, fell down after they were encircled for seven days. By faith, the harlot Rahab did not perish with those who did not believe when she had received the spies with peace. And what more shall I say? For the time would fail me to tell of Gideon and Barak and Samson and Jephthah, also of David and Samuel and the prophets, who through faith, everybody say through faith, subdued kingdoms. How? Through faith. 
They worked righteousness, how? Through faith. They obtained promises, how? Through faith. They stopped the lions, mouths of lions, how? Through faith. They quenched the violence of fire, how? They escaped the edge of the sword, how? Out of weakness they were made strong, how? Through faith. They became valiant in battle, how? Are you getting this? Through faith. Through faith. These amazing things happen by faith. These are people just like you and I. They're not extra strong people. Matter of fact, the nation of Israel makes up 0.02% of the planet. All right? This is a little people group doing big people things. How? By faith. But one of those things, and now we're not, some of this doesn't really apply to us, you know, the violence of fire and quenching the violence of fire, stopping the lion's mouth. These are some of the realities we're facing, but let me tell you something. Let's go back to 33. One of these things that applies to all of us today, verse 33, says this, who through faith subdued kingdoms, worked righteousness, look at this, obtained promises. What does that teach us? It's a fight to get what God has promised you. But it's a fight that you win by faith. It's you only get God's reality in your life by faith. Whatever is born of God overcomes the world, and this is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. Faith is the realm where God magnifies your efforts. It's the realm of where you are in partnership with God. Faith is... Faith is humility in action. And what's interesting about walking by faith is, to the religious world, you'll be accused of being prideful. Oh, you can't just go, you, you, oh, you're one of those name it and claim it, blab it and grab it people. You think that God's just some big slot machine in there and you can just get whatever you want. Well, or, or I've humbled myself under his opinion that when I'm sick, I say what God has said. I'm healed by his stripes. So you're going to have to forget what you think about it and trust his word. Amen. Faith is calling those things that be not as though they what? Not, that th- not, not, not the things that be as though they are not. Faith doesn't deny the facts. Faith just declares the truth. All right? If you're sick, you don't go around saying, oh, I'm not sick, I'm not sick, I'm not sick. No, you just start, you just say what the Scripture says. I'm healed. I'm healed. I'm healed. I'm blessed. I'm favored of God. This is not what God has for me. This situation, this trouble will end because my God is on my side. And he wins the fight. He already won the fight. Oh, he, oh, it's a fixed fight. All you have to do is just walk by faith. You fight the good fight by faith. Isn't that glorious? That doing nothing changes nothing. And you need to explore your options. Don't just get settled in your situation and just think this is how it's going to be. Look for the good. Look for the better. Take that step of faith. Take action. Take action and understand that God will magnify your efforts. Let him be the miracle-working God in your life. Amen? Because he longs to show himself strong for those who will believe. Let's bow our heads for a moment. Father, God, I thank you for this great, great time in your presence, and I thank you for all of these 
beautiful people that are here today. God, I pray now that your grace would be abundantly supplied to those that are here today. Lord, there are those who need answers today. There are those here today who need a fresh start, a new beginning. I pray now, God, that your hope would be renewed to them. That they'll be confident in who you are. Today, if you're here and you say, Pastor Eric, I just need you to pray for me. I need you to pray for me. I need need that new beginning. I need that fresh start. I need things to change in my situation right now. Just raise your hand. I want to pray for you right now. Where you are. I need that change. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Grace and peace be multiplied to these. Grace and peace be multiplied. Father, do what you do by your Spirit. I pray, God, that just the fresh blow of your breath would be upon them, Lord. That the things that have hindered, the trouble that has been right in their face, God, the accusations, the hindrances, Father God, that those things would become small in their life and the way they see things and that they would see that they serve a God who created the heavens and the earth, who spanned the universe with his hand, who spoke the sun, the moon, the stars into existence, and who loves them and who sympathizes with them the very feelings of their infirmity. And that right now where they are, right now where they are, you are with them. And there is a way. There is victory. There is triumph. There is hope. There is hope. There is hope. There is hope. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. That the schemes, the plans, the lies, the plots of the enemy are failing miserably. And that your word is standing strong now, performing your life. Performing your ways of life in their lives, God, in Jesus' name. Thank you for wisdom, understanding, courage, boldness, the will to keep going. Jesus' name. I declare today, if anyone be in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are made new today. Today's a fresh start. Today's a new beginning. Today's a new reality. Today's another dimension in our understanding of God. I thank you, God, that you empower your people by your promises. In the name of Jesus, we love you. We thank you that Christ died for our sins and that he was buried. And we thank you that he rose again three days later from the dead. And he's seated at the right hand of the throne of God on our behalf. On our behalf. 
praying for us, interceding for us, so that we know that whatever situation we find ourselves in, we come out on top. We are overcomers through him who loved us, more than conquerors, in Jesus' name. Thanks for listening to our podcast. We want to invite you to join us in service Sundays at 9.30 a.m., 11 a.m., or 1 p.m., and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Please visit onecausechurch.com for location and events. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at One Cause Church. If you'd like to partner with our ministry, you can now donate securely online. Just click on the link located on the front page of our website at onecausechurch.com.